This is Real Ghost Stories Online, the official podcast. My name is Tony Bruski. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, we're up on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. There's a lot of places uh, to find us now, so that's very exciting. I thank you for joining us, no matter what channel you are finding us on. On uh, today's show, going to uh, share with you guys something that you probably have not heard before. Uh, this is uh, a look back on some investigations that we've done. Uh, if you uh, have been uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, you may have seen these. Uh, they've been around for a couple years, but I wanted to introduce our new audience on the uh, podcast uh, out there on the uh, iTunes world and the Stitcher world to some uh, some of the investigations that we've gone on. Uh, we're going to take a look back at, at a, a graveyard investigation, a ghost graveyard investigation that I did back in, gosh, 2002, 2003. It was right around there. Uh, did this uh, with a friend of mine, Chad Lewis, who is a, a professional paranormal investigator in the state of Wisconsin. And he's written several books on the topic, uh, is a speaker on uh, the circuits, a uh, very, very uh, interesting fellow and uh, very well spoken on the topic and, and very knowledgeable on the topic. We went to a, a graveyard in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, and uh, just went around with a microphone at the time. The criticism that I get for this video is, why didn't you, have, for this audio, is why didn't you have video of it? Uh, because at the time, uh, flip cams did not exist. Uh, of course, we could have attended, you know, taken around a giant camcorder, but uh, at the time when we did this, they just they didn't exist. So we actually, I think we recorded this on mini-disc originally back in the day. Uh, but anyway, we went around. Uh, he told us some stories about the graveyard. Ended up in a grotto, uh, an abandoned grotto that uh, was just one of the creepiest places I've ever been. Anyway, it was a very interesting investigation. Lots of lore, lots of tales that surround this specific graveyard in Appleton, Wisconsin, and you'll hear all about it. Uh, That's going to be our first uh, segment. Then we're going to hear... Uh, about a haunted restaurant in Wichita, Kansas, uh, named Doc's Steakhouse. And there's a video that goes along with this that you can check out on our website at Real Ghost Stories Online. But we'll play it back, the uh, the audio for you, uh, so you can hear that story. Uh, but if you want to see the, uh, the full effect of that one, uh, you can check it out uh, on our website at Real Ghost Stories Online and see... Uh, exactly what uh, what we saw when we went in for that investigation. Really creepy story. That's coming up after our first segment, which is that haunted graveyard. So let's go out to that. And I want to remind you, please subscribe to our show on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or YouTube so you don't miss any future ghost stories. We've got some really exciting stuff coming up. Uh, Lord Dio. Uh, who was uh, part of the Amityville investigation, a reporter, a journalist uh, from that. Uh, She'll be talking with us in a very soon upcoming episode and uh, hopefully also working on some other Amityville interviews. Uh, We'll we'll talk more about that uh, in just a little bit. Let's get to that first story. This is audio from our segment uh, recorded a while back of the uh, ghost investigation in Appleton, Wisconsin, here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Check it out. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, if not my favorite holiday. I just have so many good memories of childhood. The ghost angle of it is something I've always been been super interested in as well. So in 2004, my radio show, I thought, okay, let's let's do something, you know, really spooky. Let's go to a, a, a cemetery 
that has known hauntings in it, if you will, with the professional paranormal investigators. That's exactly what, what I was able to do. I got uh, Chad Lewis, who is a professional paranormal investigator in Wisconsin, and uh, he met me at a cemetery in Appleton, Wisconsin, and we went out there and we did a ghost investigation. At the moment, I am sitting in my vehicle by myself in the dark, uh, looking at uh, a cemetery, basically waiting for my uh, paranormal investigator guy, Chad Lewis, to show up. Surprisingly, I'm not as creeped out as I thought I'd be. And that right there was just a total blatant lie. I was sitting there in the dark, in this parking lot, by myself, waiting for this guy who I've never met to show up, other than I know that he's a, a paranormal investigator. And I'm saying, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm less creeped out than I thought I'd be. You can hear it in my voice. I was just like, oh my God, what are we doing? I hear a dog barking now, and I'm kind of creeped out. And keep in mind, when we recorded this, this was before the days of all the ghost shows that were on TV. So it wasn't totally mainstream where you're going to go and do ghost investigations. You were still kind of looked at as a little bit crazy. Something you want to go and do for the fun of it. Okay, we're coming to the uh, site now of Kate Blood. This is it's kind of fenced off too. You can see how secluded this is, uh-huh. trapped by the the forest, the woods, and you have Kate Blood's gravestone there, and then the three gravestones. Initially, people said that it's Kate Blood, and then the three children that she killed. She killed her three children and then her husband. Well, we haven't found that she ever had any children, but what we um, have found is that these three are Kate Blood, her husband, and then her husband's second wife. But the story goes is that I talked to several people who have come here and seen apparitions hanging around this area right here on Kate's gravestone that if you come here at night up in the top right hand corner you'll see what appears to be blood coming out of the gravestone but yet it is dry to the touch now we did take a look at this with the flashlight we didn't see the the rumored blood or anything like that it was just it was a secluded gravestone it was kind of odd how how far away it was from the rest of the cemetery and it did have kind of a creepy setting to it at that point i was thinking okay this isn't so bad it was a full moon out you really could see fairly well in the cemetery once you get up to the main part and then chad decided to uh, to open us up to a whole other part of the cemetery cemetery that's also kind of off the beaten path and this time it wasn't just uh, a spooky name on a gravestone there used to be a series of grottos stations and sometime during the late 70s early 80s they took all the grottos out and blessed them and buried them because too many people were vandalizing them but it is there where it is said that if you go there uh, you will see the satanic rituals people used to conduct really? down there. And that's why the grottos are possessed, and you'll see strange hooded figures and so forth there. Possession? Strange hooded figures in the middle of the woods next to a cemetery by a river? What could possibly go wrong? Our next step was heading down the hill into the woods to go see these possessed grottos. I remember correctly, the grottos actually are just spread out. If you didn't know there was a cemetery up there, it probably wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, yeah. But knowing that you're on the hill where, a hill where you have dead bodies buried right into it. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of feet away from you. And, and there's something here about near the water here is that you're trapped. The only way out is in the water or heading up back through the, the woods. The cemetery, yeah. You know, it gives it that, that Blair Witch feel. So here we have one of the grottos, or what once was a grotto. Yeah, and you can see the uh, 
the black because of the burn. And you can see the moss here. You don't want to touch that, but the black where there were fires. So if the Cape Blood gravestone was a four on a scale of one to 10 of scariness, the grottos were getting up there. It was, it was more, you know, more real because there was actual documented evidence of people who had gone down there, done these satanic rituals on these supposedly supposed to be sacred, you know, altars. These are the, the stations of the cross, and they actually had to take the figurines, bless them, and bury them years ago because they were being used inappropriately. There was just, there was an element of realness to it that the other part of the cemetery didn't have. I'm trying to get the camera to take a picture right now. It said the flash is on. Ah, very interesting. Uh, for some reason in haunted places or supposedly haunted places, equipment malfunctions a lot. Electrical equipment. I've been on many cases where I brought equipment in, the brand new batteries, and then they're dead. You bring them out and they work again. This is very odd because we're trying to take a picture here of the grotto. We have the digital camera, we have the flash on, it says the flash is on, the batteries are working. What would a ghost investigation be without malfunctioning electrical equipment, right? I mean, it, it was all too perfect. You know, the way things were just going. It was it was really bizarre because that camera, I use it all the time and I, I know, you know, how it works and you press the button, it should be taking the picture and it wasn't as if it just completely stopped working or the batteries died. It, it looked as if it was on and it was ready to go, but it just wouldn't click. It would not take the picture. And we kept walking uh, to the next grotto station and that's when, when, when the creepiness level just got to be too much. Now you said there was confirmed that there was like rituals and things that will be going on down here? Yeah, um, that seems to be the story. But here we have a plan. Someone left and some sticks. What do the sticks say? Live. So you got to picture this. It is nighttime. It is super dark out. We're in the woods. We're at these grotto stations that have these reports of people doing satanic rituals on. They had to go take the figurines, bless them, and bury them. Our electrical equipment is not working correctly. And then on this altar, as we're looking down at it, there's this real decrepit-looking plant. And then in sticks... In sticks right there from the woods, it spells out L-I-V-E. Huh. Interesting. And just this whole wave of just weird, you know, goosebumpy emotion just kind of came over both of us. We just kind of looked at each other like, I don't know if we're so alone down here right now. And then all of a sudden he flashes his uh, flashlight off to the side because we saw some trees moving down. And it could have just been an animal or something, but we didn't know at the moment. You see something down that way? Oh, I just saw it. Uh, you can start heading back up if you'd like. That's fine with me. <laughs> well, what I worry about a lot of the time are not the, not necessarily the spirit, but the human. Yeah. If indeed there were satanic ceremonies going on down there. And we would happen to run into them. Yeah, that uh, who knows if we'd be next. Yeah. Once we reached the top of the hill, we were back into the, the big open air cemetery. And I never thought I would feel so comforted and safe standing in the middle of a cemetery at night with a full moon. But coming out of that, that grotto area, there was just something so, I don't know, just like this heavy, negative, dark feeling about it that I, you just you didn't want to stay down there very long. Being amongst all those gravestones again, at least in an open area where you could see most everything, really felt very safe. It was an experience that I will never forget.
There you go. Graveyard Ghost Investigation 2004 was when we did that. Uh, I kindly reminded myself when I finally heard that audio. It's a Real Ghost Stories Online. My name is Tony Bruski. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you may be listening to us right now. Just hit that little subscribe button. It is very much appreciated. Uh, we're working hard to bring you some more ghost stories and uh, interviews and some really interesting stuff in the uh, coming uh, year. Uh, Laura DiDio going to be on an uh, upcoming episode. She, uh, of course, uh, one of the journalists, one of the uh, people involved with the Amityville Horror uh, investigation originally back in the day, back in the day when that was, uh, you know, mainstream news, when that was in the newspaper. And uh, uh, yeah, so we're going to hear her side of the story. She recently uh, came on and talked uh, quite a bit about her involvement with that case uh, in my Amityville Horror, the new documentary that came out last year uh, on an Earlier episode, we talked with uh, Eric, the, uh, the film's creator, which is a great interview, so make sure you look back uh, for that one in the archives. Leave uh, episode one, I think, is where you can find that interview. So, continuing on with our show today, we are going to go to a haunted restaurant. Now, this is a film that we put together in 2012, I believe, 2012, 2013, 2012, I believe. Uh, It's from Wichita, Kansas, in uh, investigating a restaurant called Doc's Steakhouse. A steakhouse that was built onto time and time again. Uh, it's been around for 50, 60 years. Very storied history with it. Uh, the rumor goes now that Doc, the original owner, is a, the man who may be haunting the restaurant. Quite the ladies' man back in his day, according to the current owner. And uh, that may have brought him back. Some of the ladies in there today, you never know. We, uh, we did find something very interesting underneath the stairwell at the restaurant in our investigation. And you can hear that. Uh, as we play the story back, make sure you check out the full video of this as well. Uh, you can uh, check that out on our website at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, we put this together as a bit of a, uh, a concept piece, a kind of uh, a pitch, almost, if you will, uh, or a treatment uh, for a, uh, a production company. We're seeing if we get picked up, but uh, it's just lived at our website. So here you go. This is uh, our investigation from Doc Steakhouse. We call this segment Back for Seconds. My name is Tony Bruski. I love finding good food on the road. Sometimes my quests lead me to spots that serve up more than just great eats, though. This is my journey and the story of those who came back for seconds. Doc Steakhouse is an iconic landmark on the landscape of Wichita, Kansas. With its doors opening in 1952, over the last 60 years, hundreds of thousands of souls have crossed through these doors. While everyone has walked away happy, have any of them come back for seconds after their time has passed? That's the question that many inside are wondering. About the age of five, I was first told about the ghost of Doc uh, here in the restaurant. At Doc Steakhouse in Wichita, Kansas, the history is Thick in the air, you can almost feel the presence of the people who spent so many nights having a great time here. Uh, yeah, it started out as a house. This was a residence. Uh, first plot of this land was in 1873. From house to steakhouse, in 1952, a man named Doc Husted opened its doors to the public for the first time. He, he enjoyed it. Doc was a ladies' man. Uh, he was married, but uh, there's a lot of mistresses that we hear about uh, from time to time from waitresses or friends that he had. 
one girl who was really influential was a girlfriend of his who uh, supposedly created the garlic salad recipe and uh, they shared it together and started serving it here in the restaurant. A dish that remains to this day one of the most popular items on the menu. It was a pretty hopping place. Uh, you know, there was kind of a, a club atmosphere type thing here. They were, uh, his hours were much different from what we have now. He opened at 4 p.m. and closed at 2 a.m. So you can kind of imagine what uh, the times were like up till 2 a.m. Late night parties, drinking, dancing, and who knows what else. Could the energy and emotions once expelled within the confines of this steakhouse still be lingering to this day? And he didn't, uh, from what I know, he didn't have any children, so there wasn't really anybody for him to pass the place on to or anything, so he was looking to, looking to sell. It's almost like the restaurant kind of was his child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They say when you pass that you live on through your children. Could Doc still be living on today through the very restaurant that bears his name? A cook had told me about him, and uh, you know he kind of had taken me down into the basement and uh, had kind of told me a few stories that, that he had heard. He's got a little room, and it's kind of showed me where he thought he was staying at, at night, and uh, to this day, I've never gone back in, <laughs> back in that little room. I know, I know where it is. It's under the stairs, but uh, something keeps me from going back there for some reason. So we're going into the basement right now. This is where a lot of people have been saying some of the noises, some of the activity, some of the shadows come from. Let's go. Where is that the area you were saying you won't where, where I won't go? Yeah, there right. you won't go. Yeah. You go straight down the you know, right down there, and then to the left, there is about a uh, six by four little space. Okay. Give me the uh, here, give me the camera. I'll go back there. I can I can turn our infrared on and we can get a oh, better shot. Cool. <laughs> As I grab the camera, I begin slowly making my way back through this very narrow passageway. My only way of seeing was through the viewfinder of our infrared camera. As we finally made it back there, we turned the corner and saw something that may have been left behind by Doc himself. You know, it looks like there's a, uh, it's either an ashtray or a champagne bucket holder back there. <laughs> well, he likes, uh, I heard he liked fine cigars and, and really nice wine. Do you think that the champagne bucket back there could have been Doc's and that could be what's keeping him here? It's, it's like a remnant of, of his good old days. As far as I know, I had no knowledge of any champagne bucket in, in this restaurant. Um, yeah, it, it really it gives me the, the creeps right now, and I don't even want to go back there and look at it. <laughs> it's right like now. it's like one of the, the last remaining relics of, of Doc. Yeah, it is. There is another thing in this restaurant that still remains, thanks to Doc. A little thing called the garlic salad, with a story all its own. Busy night came along, Doc was ran. Uh, completely out of salad dressing, uh, had some lettuce left, and had to come up with something quick to serve his customers. Get a really nice blend. Take some of the dry stuff there. Get some of that garlic mayonnaise in there. Take the big spoon. Start whipping them together. And as you see, it kind of starts to get a uh, similar to a slaw texture. The way. I've been told to eat the garlic salad is to do it with the club crackers here. That really is. 
the route to go. It's not like coleslaw. You, you'd think it would be, because that's what it kind of looks like, but it's it's unlike any coleslaw you've you've ever had. It really has a nice, rich, garlicky you know flavor to it. And people who have this, they gotta get kind of addicted to it. I mean, have you guys had requests from people who've moved away that that can't get the garlic salad? All the time. I'll get I'll get somebody who will be, let's say, uh, all the way out east in New York, and will be having a birthday party, uh -huh. and they've explained to their friends about this garlic salad back in Kansas, and their friends are like, well, how how do you do it? We'll get phone calls and say, hey, can, we, can you ship this to us? Can you ship it to us? And unfortunately, it's not possible. Uh, Mayonnaise and lettuce don't sit well. I don't know if you've ever had a salad, but in 30 minutes this will, will turn to a basic mush. Mm -hmm. And uh, still still enjoyable, but not really pleasant looking. It, it's, it's life is very short, so you got to enjoy it while it's here. Absolutely. From the kitchen to the dining room floor, many within docks have stories of unexplained sights and sounds. But I, I, that happens numerous times. Um, a lot of unexplained things that happen uh, when I'm here by myself, especially, or, or noises that I hear. Um, I'll have plates drop off uh, a rack out there and onto the ground. Um, I've had uh, <laughs> doors will, 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 will swing open, um, and I'll hear, you know, hear the spring of the door swinging open. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll do a quick run through the restaurant, and there'll be, you know, nobody, nobody around. Doors are locked. Now you've, you've said that you have, kind of in the corner of your eye, you've seen like shadows and stuff around here. This right here, what you're holding in your hands, may actually show kind of what you've talked about. What, what is in this picture here? Uh, two years ago, I went digging through my grandma's house and found a bunch of old photos of the restaurant and uh, decided to get them enlarged and blown up. Um, I took this down to the photo shop uh, and this is just one of the photos that I had blown up and enlarged. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I got it framed, I uh, went back to pick it up and uh, the guy who had done uh, the enlarging of the photo and the framing uh, had a really big concern of just this one photo. Um, and I would never at first had seen what his concern was, but then he pointed out to me this little silhouette of a shadow right here on the picture. And we sat there and looked at it over and over and we couldn't see any human being where that shadow would be coming off of and uh, we were just uh, amazed at what it possibly could be and the only thing I can come up with is that has got to be one of those shadows that I'm catching out of the corner of my eye. Do you think that could be Doc looking around the corner? I, I do believe so. Is Doc still watching over his steakhouse in Wichita, Kansas nearly 40 years after his passing? It's a question where the evidence we've seen points to yes. Nowadays, it's gotten uh, so accustomed that I'll, I'll just sit there and I'll, you know, hey, Doc, how's it going, man? We had a good night tonight, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's still a, a kind of chilly feeling, but, you know, I've accepted his presence, presence here, and, and it's, uh, it's almost become, uh, a, you know, kind of a, a relieving feeling, you know, knowing that, knowing that he's around, I guess. There you go, haunted coleslaw. You can't get much creepier than haunted coleslaw, now can you? Actually, the uh, the garlic salad there is is pretty good, and I'm sure you loved hearing me smacking my lips and eating it as well on an audio version. There's nothing like food and audio. Nothing goes together better, right? <laughs> but it was a uh, very unique 
restaurant. The place is, is just loaded with paneling. It looks like you, you feel like you're walking back in time when you go in there. Really great people, and the food's really pretty good, too. Uh, but uh, it is. It is like going back in time, and you immediately think, yeah, this place is probably haunted. There's that picture on the wall that I, I show to people whenever we go in there of that shadow, because it really is such a weird photo. It's just it's such an unassuming photo, but then you, you look at it closer, and there's that shadow man that's coming up behind essentially a telephone pole and there's no reason for that shadow whatsoever and it's very distinctive it's it is, it is like something out of a movie where they the old lady goes and grabs look at this picture dearie do you see anything that's mysterious that's kind of the, the type of picture that it is but uh, you can check that picture out for yourself in the full video on our website real ghost stories online again please subscribe itunes stitcher uh youtube wherever you are listening to us right now there's a lot more where this one came from and a lot more shows on the way very exciting stuff here in 2014 uh, or whatever year you may be listening to this. There's maybe like 20 more episodes or 100 more episodes uh, than in existence when you're finally finding this. But there's a lot of good episodes coming up. There's a lot of good episodes in existence already, so make sure you check those out as well. That does it for us today. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. I am Tony Bruschi. Thank you for listening to our broadcast.